This Warriors Life Podcast 2020, episode 14. I'm Will Evans here with Brad Larkin. Brad's uh, pulled himself up off the canvas from a bout of gastro earlier in the week to uh, to jump on the podcast. That's why we're a, a night later this week, but he's he's here. It's a courageous effort and uh, hopefully might inspire the Warriors maybe even. Uh, showing some real backbone there. Uh, Brad, you, you're back on deck, mate. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm running about 80. Running about 80. Had a couple of big days in bed. Big days in bed. And the toilet. Me and, <laughs> me and him made, made for great friends over a 24-hour period. But um, no, it's all under control now. No community transmission. Uh, it's all been isolated to this one household. So a couple of days of isolation and I'll be back out there into it. Good work, mate. Good work. Um, unfortunately, not um, a lot for you to reflect on positive... Um, news-wise in Warriors land. Um, yeah, geez, I, I've been looking forward to this podcast this week. <laughs> so uh, many highlights. Yeah, plenty of chances to vent, that's for sure, but not a lot to get excited about. Um, very quickly on the 50-6 to 6 loss to the Storm. Um, yeah, it, is, it, it was as bad as it looked, really. Good start. Looked like they might uh, be in for a, a inspirational performance. Um Almost got over, or got over the line a couple of times early, um, and then pretty much folded like origami, threw in the towel. Fifty points. Pretty much a carbon copy of the week before, but against a better team. Yeah, that's right. More points. Yeah, Storm took a lot more of their opportunities and exposed us more effectively than South Sydney did. But it, yeah, as you said, it was uh, fairly uh, similar. Another big scoreline, not an ideal start for Todd Payton. Um, yeah, and defensively, just. Pretty, uh, pretty bleak effort there. Um, a lot of people getting pretty excited about Todd Payton's post-match press conference. He talked tough. He um, didn't pull any punches about their lack of resilience and toughness. Um, yeah, what, he's a surly bugger. Yeah, he um, looks like Ming Le Merciless. I saw a little c- comparison there with his uh, shaved head and... His skin, his, his, the biggest improvement in him is his skin from his playing days. Mm. He's got beautiful skin now. Yes. Real good tone, yeah. I always remember him as a sort of pasty, sweaty mess on the field. But no, he looks he looks great. Mm, well done, Presentable. Todd. Um, I wonder what his secret is. Hopefully we can find out. Um, now, he, he certainly was honest in, in the post-match press conference, and I think everyone got a little bit too enamoured with that because... You know, all it took was a bit of honesty. That doesn't necessarily make a great coach. Um, you know, he was. I think everyone was excited because he would just said what everyone else was thinking. And yeah. if we can all come up with those conclusions, then that doesn't necessarily mean we can coach. It just means he showed a bit of honesty. So uh, again, I won't get too excited about Todd Payton just yet. If we're gonna get beaten by fifty points every week. Um, a couple of positives. I thought Roger was actually really good. He got a few people were uh, taking aim at him in the the um, TWL comments on the on the post match um, uh, report. Uh, I thought he was actually he ran for almost three hundred meters. Um, looked like the only one that was capable of doing anything, and actually got really involved inside the twenty. Should have had a couple of tries if um, Gerard Bell and Patrick Herbert could catch the ball. Um, I thought that was a yeah. bit he of an improvement that, in this he game. He had that shocker, though. He did have that one shocker with um, thinking Kim Mamalo had that. T- yeah. Although Mamalo didn't put any effort in. That was a horrendous he effort. He gassed. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit of a balls up from, from Roger. Not that he probably had much but, of a chance of stopping. But about, that's about the major mistake he's made in 18 months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought Roger was probably their best by a fair margin. Uh, another decent effort from Tohu Harris, besides a couple of um, pretty poor errors. And uh, the other highlight I thought was Chanel Harris Tavita, that hooker. Yeah, he, he goes. He just wants to play that kid. Yeah, it's just get a him free out there. He, he, he wants to. He wants to play. He hasn't played in over three months. Barely ever played any hooker gets chucked in at dummy half after 15 minutes when Carl Lawton goes off injured, plays 65 minutes and does a great job, I thought, his 
poise around the ruck and, and a bit of creativity was the best that we've seen at dummy half for the Warriors this season. Uh, tough defender, just throws himself. We saw that a lot last year, but he just gets stuck in. Um, yeah, he's fearless. I, he must be st- reasonably strong as well. He yeah. hasn't had any major injuries. Besides his broken um, arm it was, last year. It was quite nice seeing the extra metres from a kick too. Yeah, um, I just he's got to be in the seventeenth somewhere. Um, what is what is wrong? I've been pondering this the last couple of days. What would be complete? How good is Green defensively? Oh, is he a, is he reasonable? He's okay. What would be wrong with him going to hooker? Yeah, well, like a Peter Wallace type move. Well, and I think it's like I, mean, it's, like, I know you have to do a lot more defence at hooker, but the defending is easier in the middle because you've got big forwards around you you don't have to make decisions you don't have to make those decisions like you do on the edges which is where we get where Cody Nicarina often gets exposed um, defending on the edge so I know it's a bigger workload but sometimes you see Green make 30 tackles at halfback so yeah yeah I I don't know we're at that stage now where we need to think a little left of centre in our selections and just Things need something needs to change and something needs to be tried different. Well, I don't really see the point in persevering with Green at halfback if he's next to no chance of being re-signed. And obviously, Chanel is is um, you know a potential future. The future. Yeah, um, I, I just don't really see what the point of holding Chanel back at the moment is. Um, with the season, I Green would be quite good directing from dummy half and spying yeah. a little gap and putting a bit of pace on for it. He couldn't. I don't know. He couldn't be um, any more pedestrian than Wade Egan is, who comes straight back into the side from his eye gouging suspension. Um, Great news. One of my one of my concerns is the bench has uh, Schnell and Carl Lawton on it, which is a little small and lopsided. I'm terrified that Todd Payton is going to pull Chanel late and restore um, Isaiah Papali to the bench. So, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Uh, yeah, that would that's it's got that feel about it all of a sudden, doesn't it? Now you've pointed that out. Well, the bench doesn't make a lot of sense. I know Lawton can play a bit of back row and he's he can fill it out wide, but we need a bit of size and and back Who are the other two on the bench? Uh, the two of them being named are Jack Hetherington, our lone player from the Panthers, and Josh Curran is the other one. Um, Papa Lee gave away some atrocious oh penalties. Oh, God. And so I couldn't agree more with his uh, his quick demotion. Trying to get one over Cam Smith shows how smart he's It was playing. so blatant, It was and it was classic Papa Lee. Um, Cam Smith would milk that. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just a, just silly. He thinks he's trying to. He thinks he's helping what he's trying to do, but it's just making a hell of a mess. Um, yeah, so I don't. Uh, Jack Hetherington, but that that kind of shows the, um, you know, the the, the state of, of the roster. I guess that Hetherington came straight into the seventeen. Um, he's a good good player, bit of a mad streak. I don't know if you remember me um, talking him up to you oh, last year, him? and then he kind of didn't really get much of a run last year. He's had a few suspensions, um, but he's he's definitely the kind of player they could use in their ranks. <laughs> Is he a little bit unhinged? Yeah, I think he might be. Um, yeah, it just goes yeah, goes that. hard. Is it? It kind of reminds me of um, a little of Martin Lang, just as um, as just hell for leather. Um, style, but also just a little bit of a nutter too, um, as far as getting a bit fired up and that sort of thing goes. So, looking forward to seeing him in the Warriors jersey. Um, uh, Poasa Farmasili back to the Roosters, a uh, couple of injuries there, and they hooked him straight out of our squad, which probably fair enough. Um, he was but, going good, wasn't he? That's yeah, a the one, the great, the probably the greatest five game warrior of all time. Probably yeah, it's going to be in book number thirty years of warriors, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, a few other and just on on Todd Payton, he, he talked uh, about anyone that's not you know he's going to be picking teams on defensive capability. Um, from now on, he didn't really make any changes. Uh, the only changes for Satoa coming back on the wing, 
Rogers been ruled out via suspension, and Peter Haku moves to to fullback, and Gerard Bell gets to stay at centre there. Um, but no real changes. We saw some pretty ordinary defence there, um, so I'm not quite mm. sure what if you know you can say that all you like. But if you're not, I know he hasn't got a hell of a lot of options. But if you're not actually going to make changes, that talks pretty hollow. Um, Peter Haku was so bad defensively last week. It was uh, reminded me of that night at Penrith a couple of seasons ago. And Eastham Masters a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it was that. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, Nick Arima, as I mentioned, got uh, exposed a few times as well. So see what happens there, whether he is going to actually swing the axe. He's going to get exposed if the people around him, like those people around him, have meant to do their job and part of a little half's job as well. Yeah, If they're not doing what they're doing, he's going to get exposed all the time. So he's been... um, He's been alongside Katoa for most of the season, who's proved a very good defender, and he was obviously out for the first time last week. So that had an effect there. Um, just and on further news today, breaking Lavaha Polu um, heading home. His pregnant wife was in a minor car accident. She's okay, but understandably wants to go wants to go home. Uh, not that it makes really that much difference because he's just been sitting on the reserves bench. The whole time they've been in Australia, despite their, um, you know, injury troubles and in the situation they're in, he's had 20 minutes of first grade since the start of last year. Uh, Paulo just badly out of favour with uh, the coaching staff there, obviously. Yeah, we, we were crying. We were crying out for him to get a run most of last year because he adds something a bit different, good offload, a uh, bit of footwork, bit of bit of um, mobility. Um, and just a point of difference in a pack that was just painfully similar. Um, and yeah, yeah, just didn't get a run, just wasn't. I've heard a bit of talk that he, personality-wise, just didn't quite gel with the coaching staff and was a little bit different. Didn't um, maybe toe the line as much, I guess. Um, and you'd have to think that's his, his Warriors um, stint over. He's off contract at the end of the year. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't be coming back um, this nah. year, so yeah, what could have yeah, been? I guess he'll be off to the Toronto Wolfpack. Yeah, probably do very well over there. But he was he was awesome in the that early twenty eighteen yeah. run. Um, he, had a bit of an he injury. He obviously just rubs people the wrong way there because mm. um, he's a good player and he's never done anything wrong to. No, it's not as if he went out of the team injured in the end, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, he didn't get dropped. For bad form, yeah. No, just um, uh, okay. a little bit of an enigma. Mm, yeah, a little bit. Um, just a wee bit. Just quickly on the players wanting to come home. That was uh, the big story the day after, after the game. Um, three players: Dave Fusatua, Kim Mamalo, who played like his um, mind was already back at home on Friday night. He had a terrible game, and the other mm. one is. Um, Ignatius Parsi, who is in the starting pack this week. Um, all for family reasons, all justifiable, but at the end of the day, they are going to have to um, accept some sort of pay sacrifice if they're, if they're going to head back, you'd think. Yeah, I guess there's that niggly little bit that they had in their contract, have families there by X a day, but... But that's it, that's not in the club's control. Well, no, and it's not under the NRL's control either. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that was obviously going to be subject to border restrictions and all that sort of thing. I, I, I just don't see how that could hold up as far as them going home and getting paid goes. Uh, oh, they don't get paid. The, yeah. the NRL has done, I think, is by the sounds of it, has done a hell of a lot for the club as much as the club has done for the game and you know the difficult situation they're in, but. Apparently the NRL has, has um, done a lot to help support the families back home, as the club obviously has. And yeah, it's it, there was a bit of talk that maybe the the whole operation was gonna to um, get pulled down and, and go home, but that's been knocked on the head quite quickly. Um, it has. And yeah, but it sounds it sounds like just about everyone's families are over there. Um, which would probably yeah it does doesn't it yeah I was that's probably kind of why those of those three dudes they'll be like oh screw this <laughs> yeah. like I die um <laughs> sitting there crying watching Adam Blair play with his kid <laughs> yeah 
Oh, oh uh, Blake, Adam, do you want to uh, go and have a game of cards? And like, oh, no, I'm going to go and hang out with my wife and kids. Sorry, man. Kids. Oh, we're going we're gonna to take the kids to the movies. Sorry. Mm, yeah. But, uh, Can I come? I oh, I've, oh, I've only got a five-seater car. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, oh okay. No, no. All good, man. All, all, all good, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so tough scenario for those players, but uh, the, the last yeah, I don't I read... begrudge. I don't begrudge them wanting to come home, but at the same time, they they should understand you can't get paid. They'll battle it and they'll get paid some money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, tough situation. Again. Jeez, as if we didn't think this... Friggin' year was going to be tough enough as it was being a Warriors supporter. Mm, yeah. And then all this every week at the moment, it's holy, holy, and, hey, hey. It and, is insane. And you want to kind of, you know, take it all with a grain of salt because of the situation they're in. But when you see them, you know, throwing the towel on the field, you don't really care about that sort of thing. As Peyton said, which I thought was a great point, that's the reason why we should be digging in out there. You know, to make it worthwhile actually being there. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of what's the point of us being here? Yeah, yeah true. Um, one piece of potentially positive news to break during the week: um, giant winger Junior Ratova uh, signed yeah. by the Warriors to the end of twenty twenty two. I don't quite. There wasn't really any details of whether he was, you know, going to be available at all this year. But just a bit yeah, of I, background. Yeah, I couldn't see that either, if he was contracted to anyone at the moment. Well, the, the press release was very vague and left out quite a lot of um, quite a lot of key information, but he was uh, a bit of a sensation in the Storm under-20s, in the Victoria Thunderbolts. Um, they're playing the, in the under-20s competition over there. I was watching some highlights this afternoon, and, geez, he's a big unit. He's 110 kgs, uh, 196 centimetres, very very quick um yeah when he didn't he when he played rugby who did he play rugby for in Auckland? St. Kent's, was it St. Kent's? Uh, did he come over? King's College came over oh, from Fiji to play for Kings um he was a locker yeah. or a flanker he's then a, but he's yeah a locker or a flanker so yeah. he's obviously got some decent size on yeah but um really really quick just yeah look like a natural athlete um and I, I haven't been able to find anything about his um why he left the storm but he ended up with canterbury's mitre 10 cup team rugby union last year and then broke his leg before the season started and i guess it's just been rehabbing since then um oh is that right yeah he's 21 now so i don't think he, he was playing a bit of club uh rugby for burnside by the looks of it last year um mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm still not sure why the Storm would let him go. It's particularly based on his highlights. I'm not sure if at that stage they knew they were going to be losing Vunavalu and Addo Carr. Addo Carr. Um, yeah. You know, whether that... They, they probably didn't have... When did Addo Carr get there? They were probably trying to get him there while sorting out his contract. Because he's only been there for two years or three uh, years, not Yeah, a few years. But this, so this is the end of 2018, I guess. That he's, that this, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't care. At least it, it yeah. looks like he's got size. Exciting and pace and yeah. And I think I think all Fijians are the best wingers in the world anyway, aren't they? Well, yeah. If we, I'm um, pretty sure everyone else's Fijian wingers amazing. Yeah. So he'll be good as well. Yeah. Well, he looks yeah. bloody good on those. We'll have to post that up somewhere. But yeah, his highlights are pretty mouthwatering, even though it is only under twenties. But uh, yeah, could be a good signing take anything um, we can get at the moment because at the moment the club's about as popular as a fish market in China yeah that's right well, I prepared their um, appeal to that of rancid meat today when uh, <laughs> sharing the story that Jackson Hastings has rejected the Warriors um, oh, yeah. now I, I was you know on the fence about them chasing Hastings I kind of liked it because it was a bit left of centre and he's you know a bit of a, a game breaker could be could have been a horrible signing but could have been a great one as well um most people seem to miss my point it wasn't that a lot of people were happy that he rejected them because they didn't want him to come here but that's not really the point the point is the warriors went after him and he said no and that's uh become a bit of a recurring thing for a good 18 months um the the fact that we can't we can't even get you know gamble signings to um, keen to to commit to the club. 
that's why this next coach needs to have a lot of length with a lot of players. We can't. I don't know if it's the first time at this time round. We need someone with history that can drag some players they've dealt with in. But will that actually work? Because I know Nathan did him with Kearney. Yeah. Um, well, well, we we got a quite a lot of uh, Kiwi internationals come over with varying success. Tohu Harris being the main success. Um, few. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we'll just jump straight into that um, coaching debate. So there's there seems to be two camps people that want. And, and there seems to be only three coaches uh, that have coached NRL that are even in the conversation. Anthony Griffin, Jeff Tovey, and Nathan Brown. So we know Nathan Brown, just on your point about having pulling power, recruitment power, Nathan Brown showed at Newcastle he can, re- can mould a, a great roster, but mm. he couldn't do anything with it. So is there any point in getting to, to bring a bunch of good players here if we're still going to finish 11th? I'm I'm not sure that there is. I'd rather finish tenth or eleventh with a you know with a roster that's overachieving. Right. Oh, what about uh, Griffin? Pros and well, cons. Okay. So yeah, people have talked about Griffin and and said that oh yeah he'll he'll um be able to pull players in. So I'm just I had a look this afternoon at Anthony Griffin's tenures at, at Brisbane and Penrith. So the players that he was able to recruit during his time as coach at Brisbane. He managed to get Petro Sivanaseva back in 2012. That's that's a good get. But other than yeah, that, yeah. these are the players that ended up at the club. Luke Capewell, Nick Sliney, Scott Prince and David Stagg came back to the club for poor stints. Uh, Lamatasi. Then an absolute dumpster fire for 2014, which was the uh, season that saw him get sacked. Ben Barber, Dale Copley, Martin Kennedy, Todd Lowry, Daniel Vito. All... Shocking signings that backfired horribly. God, Todd Larry. One's a wrestler in the WWE now. He, One's never allowed to play the game again. Yeah. Some uh, quality recruiting. Yeah, and Ben Barber. Did he, did he take anyone with him? Did anyone follow him to Penrith? Hell no. Is uh, that right? But he, but he didn't. He didn't go straight to Penrith. It was. Uh, it was another sort of year or so um, that before he was at Penrith. What? Oh, did he sit in the wings? Yeah, uh, Clary, Clary got sacked um, towards the end of 2015 and then um, Griffin signed on for 2016. Oh. Uh, so just looking at the players, and I'm, I'm not going to give him any credit for the players that went there in 2016 because he came along quite late in the piece. So these are the players that went there while he was the coach, knowing that he was going to be the coach. So... Give him, give him a bit of credit here. James Tamo and James Maloney, obviously good signings for the club. Otherwise, Tim Brown from Canterbury, Michael Oldfield, Mitch Rain, um, Tyrone Phillips, that's it. And Mitch also Rain. during that time, um, the players that left with a lot of time on their contract, Matt Moyland, Tamari Martin, Leilani Latu, uh, Peter Hicku left mid-season, Bryce Cartwright when he still had something of a reputation, Elijah Taylor, James Seguiaro, uh, Suai Matangi left, um, Jerry Lattimore, uh, Jerry, Jeremy Lattimore. So, you know, a lot of guys, he might have brought a couple on, but a lot of guys, you know, left disgruntled midway through their contract. I know a lot of that's, you know, Phil Gould dealing in the background, but not exactly yeah. the recruitment coach that some people are expecting nah, Griffin to be. And, uh, and quickly on Jeff Tovey, the other contender, um, apparently, the players that he brought on board as um, during his time at Manly, Richie Farr, so David Gower, Justin Horro, Brenton Lawrence, Tom Simons, Essie Tonga, Chase Blair, Daniel Harrison, Jaden Hodges, Dunamis Louie, Josh Starling, Luke Burgess, Blake Larry, Willie Mason, he took Felitti Mateo off our hands, um, and Braden <laughs> Williami. So, not exactly um, all star. Um, pulling power no. there, and you know, during that time, they also lost Glenn Stewart, Anthony Watmo. Um, we saw Darcy Glassett go, Dean Fare left. Um, so, yeah, not exactly glowing no, we in those no. terms either. Walker Brothers, get the some Walker Brothers then, isn't it? Yeah, so I get the, the you know, that <laughs> idea about getting a, a coach with a profile 
to, to lure players here, but Brown might be able to do it, but he won't be able to do anything with them. And the other two um, aren't exactly great yeah, recruiters anyway. Yeah, I think anyway. you're right. I think you've proven it's easier said than done. Um, my, my other reason for wanting to take a punt on a new coach or you know someone that hasn't, assuming we can't get like a Michael Maguire, Craig, Craig Bellamy or someone um, of that standard, um, so a couple of stats here this will blow your mind, Brad. The only the only uh, coach that was sacked by his previous club and then went on to win a premiership in the past forty years was uh, Tim Sheens at West Tigers. Got um, sacked by the Cowboys after a pretty tumultuous stint there, and then uh, went to the Tigers and obviously won the premiership. And that's also remembering that that Sheen's had a, had built a major league legacy at Canberra, three premierships there. So um, it's not like he was a, a mug coach that failed at North Queensland and then found his first success at Tigers. He was already one of the greats. Uh, every other coach in the NRL era, apart from Wayne Bennett, um, was premierships at Brisbane and and um, and Chris Anderson at Melbourne. Every other coach that's won a competition has. Was and Sheens um, were coaches that were given their first crack at, in the NRL by that club. Michael Hagen, is that right? Yeah, Michael Hagen, Ricky Stewart, Craig Bellamy, Des Hasler, Trent Robinson, Michael Maguire, Paul Grant, and Shane Flanagan. So they're all great coaches now, but they're also all given their first crack by the by the clubs that they um, won a premiership mm-hmm. with. So I mean, and you just got to. Cleary's probably going to be the next one to that list. Yeah, uh, well, obviously we gave him his first crack, but oh, he made yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I've missed the whole <laughs> But Was I listening at all? No, I don't give it. I picked up as soon as it was spilling out of my mouth what I was saying. But, and he also wasn't sacked by the Warriors either, so um, he was sacked by Penrith, of course, but back there now. Um, I just think that's the reason why you, you, know, you can't go for... Noted yeah, failures at other clubs. I mean, you know, if you got a premiership winning coach or someone that left their previous club on their own accord, um, all for it. But there just isn't anyone like that available. Has Fitzgibbon ruled himself out? Apparently. Uh, he, he yeah, has. There was uh, newspaper talk in Australia that he was the Warriors' prime target. And he is staying put committed to the Roosters for a couple of years and isn't going to walk out on them, regardless of what job comes up, apparently. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's got his pick of the jobs. Apparently he's the high, also the highest paid assistant in the game, so why not just keep learning under Robinson? Yeah, true. Um, so the other cabs off the rank that we've talked about, Walker Brothers, we're both big fans of, of uh, rolling the dice with them. I just like the co-coach... Uh, kind of arrangement as well and they're kind of knockabout guys and I don't know yeah. it just, it's just the shake up that you know it's a, they're, obvi- it's, they're obviously a lot different coaches and characters but it just reminds me of the shake up in 2001 when Daniel Anderson came in and you know the Mark Graham era ended um, just might be I'd, I'd like to see someone unorthodox coaching yeah. a historically unorthodox team yeah exactly um other than that, that Jason Riles has been talked up. I know you're not a big fan. Um, basing that on virtually nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no intelligent argument to that. Bar the fact I didn't like him as a player. Um, the other option is looking to England. So Sean Wayne's been talked about. People are, are downplaying him because he coached Wigan to so much success. I mean. He coached them. They say oh, it's easy to coach Wigan to to but win. Wigan this. weren't that great a few years ago. Yeah, they, well, I mean, and I'm sure I don't know his exact record. I know that it was um, in the high 60s his um, winning percentage, but and they probably had some ups and downs. He was there for a long time, but I mean, what's he meant to do? It's not like he was coaching them to 52 percent wins. This uh, super club, he was, you know. They were doing, doing what they expected sh- of them. Yeah, they were doing what they should be doing, winning competitions on the regular. The bonus of him, he might be a nice little link to some players that of the calibre that the Warriors can't seem to attract from Australia. 
He yeah. might he might be a nice little link to a couple of Pommy boys that are pretty yeah. sharp. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got to think outside the box recruitment wise, and that you know, same with George Williams last uh, this year, and a bunch of other guys that coming from uh, England that are actually performing. Um, you know, I think we've got to look to simply yeah. whether it's you know some of the uh, the expats that are over there and want to come back or. Um, Surely the weather in Auckland's not as bad as England. No, exactly. It'd be like a tropical paradise coming here. Yeah, still be an improvement. Um, Although we did we did ruin Sam Tompkins' career. Yeah, I still I thought he was actually all right in that first season. Then the second season was injury plagued. Yeah, Uh, and he was just just too little to be playing fullback here. I think. Um, Yeah. The other guy that. Uh, I've heard a little bit of talk about from some smart people um, is Daryl Powell who's been the Castleford coach for a long time now that's, that scraps the, the Wayne um, coaching at Wigan is too easy argument Castleford were not really doing anything before Powell came along and he's had them right up the top with some pretty um, you know rosters packed with washed up NRL players Um and has done an amazing job up over there, quite a charismatic coach apparently. I just think it's worth, you know, getting these sort of guys in the mix. Yeah, yeah, maybe I wasn't so keen on the English aspect, like the English side of picking an Englishman or something, but maybe if we can tap into some of the players over there, we need some sort of help. Recruiting's our biggest issue at the moment, yeah. and well, the coach is going to be a massive part we yeah. need someone that can get some players to this team. Um, and the English thing, I mean, you know, if you get the right one, then then an English coach is the answer. Um, you're not getting an English yeah. coach because he's English. You're getting an English coach because he's a good coach. Malcolm Reilly was the last um, English coach in the in the um, Australian Premiership, and he took Newcastle to their first title in '97. So. Um, yeah, I'd definitely like to keep those options open, especially because there's no real standout options from Australia or no, New Zealand. No. Um, We're going to get someone's runoffs, or yeah. that's about it, really, because that's all that's going to come here. Someone trying to save their career so rather than start it. So we listened to um, Mark Robinson's uh, One News thing um, just before the podcast, and he's talking about game he's gone down to join the team which is great um and talked a bit about the search for a new coach so they're obviously going hard and really want the right person i just wonder what his version of the right person is you know if it's because he's heard he of did, him or yeah he did mention that he wanted a bit of personality and yeah well, he, it was quite it was quite he threw cooney under the oh, bus man. Really, saying, yeah we just need someone with personality in that. Yeah. Whoa, well, if that's, that's harsh. if that's your number one prerequisite, that's doomed to failure because, you know. Or it's the Walker boys. Yeah, well, they've probably got the most personality. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, it just seemed like a weird comment. Like, you'd think you'd want the best coach, not just some guy that you can um, have a laugh with. Um, that I'd be very interested to um, hear who is going to be involved in making the decision as far as i've heard be cameron george mark robinson obviously rob crute the chairman and they've uh they've drafted and simon mannering to um to assist as well which i think is a great call he's played under six warriors coaches some very good some very ordinary and some in the middle um he knows what works at the warriors and what doesn't so great to have mannering in there but i kind of think they need other people that know know the game inside out not Cameron George yeah. Matt Robinson Rob Crute as far as I'm concerned they don't really know how the NRL works at all um, as far you know as far as the football side of it goes and they should be getting nah, the likes of businessmen should get the likes of Matthew Johns or Ben Eichen, um on board yeah. you know guys that are impartial and know their yeah. shit yeah um, yeah, because it's it's such a big call. This um, oh, it's it's huge. It it almost feels like the, it could be the end if they don't get this right. Yeah, it does. It does feel it like feels that. like the club is 
just on the ropes. slowly slip, slipping away at the moment. Well, this was um, a question for you um, before we sort of jumped ahead to the coaches, but can you remember a more bleak time for no. the club as a supporter? Is this, no. is this the worst? Oh, easily the worst. Easily the worst. There's been nothing to get hyped about, apart from Ali Katoa. Yeah. And a couple of glimpses from Cody, but Alec and Toe is the only consistent thing to look forward to during a game, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, this is hard work, man. Um, Real hard work. The, the only time that I can compare it to in their history is when the club went broke in 2000 and basically became a new club when Eric Watson and co. bought it. But like even then, they still had Stacey Jones. They still and they still had Flair and they still had young guys and, yeah. and they were still hanging on to... Good juniors. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would, would you? What would you think about bringing Marshall until the end of the year? Um, oh, I think it probably would serve its purpose as far as um, you know, as a, as a mentor kind of thing to to particularly Chanel and maybe Cody as well. And I think he he would boost the morale around the place. Like I'd just kind of like to see it because the season has got almost nothing going for it. We're not going to make the finals and. Just be kind of cool to see Benji finish his career, you know. And it's always been. I'm sure that everyone, at one point or another, um, Warriors fans have fantasised about Benji playing for us one day. Um, I just don't think there's any harm in it at all. If he needs a team and we're that short of players, bring him in. Yeah, I don't. The 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 barrier to it, I think, is that he doesn't want to leave the Tigers, and the Tigers won't let him go. Yeah, oh, I thought they told him to sniff around. No, I don't think so. That was more of a sort of media invention, by the sounds of it. He, like the Tigers are in the eight now. They're, um, you know, that's six, don't they? Yeah, um, they can make something to their season, and they're only one injury away from desperately needing Benji. So, um, yeah, yeah, true. and you know, he's he's obviously a big personality around that squad, and I don't, he's not one to. Um, to drag his feet around and pack a sad because he's not getting selected. So, uh, yeah, everything I saw oh, okay. from him. I didn't realise that was a bit fictional. Yeah, it was. Yeah, fictional. Uh, and there was. Yeah. It's easy to um, because because. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, I'm trying to. I'm sitting here in the background trying to work out what fiction and non-fiction. Do, do you want me to hit pause while you uh, go and grab a dictionary or? <laughs> Sorry, just had a moment. I'm still coming right, mate. I'm still yeah, it's still delirious. delirious. You're really doing well. You're, you're doing well. Um, yeah, but yeah, as you say, it's, they're just like I think the the what makes this different. Obviously, there's been some low points, particularly in the last sort of eight years or so. And and if anyone I can't cannot handle it when people say, oh, they've been a basket case for 25 years, never done anything from 2001 to 2011. It was only probably the Storm, the Broncos and Roosters, maybe Manly for a portion of it that were consistently better than us, making the finals more often and prelims and that sort of thing. But we were we were a force for a decade. It's just yeah. been the last eight years that has uh, been incredibly frustrating. Um, but this... Yeah, people that aren't true supporters pick and choose what they see, yeah. I reckon, with the Warriors. That grinds my gears. Um, and I just think that even you know even during this last eight years it's, it's probably only been the last since the last since the start of last season that uh, we've been on sort of a bit of a downer but you can't see any way out of it or you don't yeah like, yeah yeah it's, it's gradually each year from sort of that last grand final we made it's gradually just got a little bit worse every year with a little spike but yeah. just it's been a downward trend and where this is this is rock bottom. Even back in the day when they had to sell the team, there it didn't feel like our team was shit. Like it wasn't about it was all off field stuff. It didn't mm. feel like our team in the field was never going to be competitive, and it still had something to offer. But at the moment, there, there's nothing. Well, they could still beat the the best team in their day back then. Would just lose to the worst one. But now we're we'll never beat the best teams, and we're you know, maybe scrape, we'll we'll, grinding out yeah. wins over the worst ones. Um, and I think, for me, I don't think with the the roster that we've got, with the decisions that have been made at the club, I kind of think we're, you know, about where we should be. 
to be honest, oh, performance-wise. Yeah, Whereas, like the the problem with us underachieving or not performing that well in the past was that we should have been doing better. But now, I I don't think we should necessarily be doing better than we are. No, the roster we've got is mud. We we go on we we like Carl Lawton and players that likes him. He wouldn't be in a starting seventeen in any other no. club. Pretty much, uh, he might get a run like with the dogs or something. But um, yeah, it, there, there's a lot of players that we have a soft spot for. But yeah, yes, but that's it. It's just a soft spot. They're not the players we need. We need a dung out. But how mm. do you dung out something when you can't replace it? Well, and when you don't know who your coach is um, for next yeah. season is another big thing. And they've got twelve players off contract. It's you know the next season starts in nine months. They need to sort it out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> sort it out real quick. It's yeah, it's, it's a tough job, and and obviously not made easier by everything that's happening and them having to be over there um, in Australia. But no, I just have to deal with it. It is what it is, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to know on the inside of the uh, Warriors' office walls what their thoughts are on Todd Payton, whether they're really going to give him a crack. It's kind of hard for Payton because. I don't feel like he's going to be able to get the results, even if he is a good coach. I, I don't see him being nah, able to get the results he needs this year. No, nah, he hasn't got the right ingredients here to get a result at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be tough for him, but at the same time, they need to make that decision quickly. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. It's they, they can't let this sling out to trying to find a coach while finding footy's been played. That's, yeah. that's not when they need to be doing it. They need to get some systems in place for the new guy and start some conversations with players. Yep, you're 100% right there. And uh, talking about clubs and a bit of strife. But hey, 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 hey. Uh, yeah. that, juicy, that juicy the other night looked good, didn't it? <laughs> I can't tell if oh, you're I taking thought, the piss or not. No, I thought it, lo- I thought it was quite a rare jersey, that I, I army green. I thought it looked a lot better out there. It got absolutely panned on social media. Some people were calling it the worst <laughs> one ever. Um, I actually thought it looked all right out there on the on the field. Yeah, I, I thought it looked real cool on the field. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what would they know? There's been some terrible ones before, and it's certainly not the worst Anzac one I've seen. Um, there's been some yeah, very, very busy Anzac ones in the past that... Oh, they get they just get drunk on poppies and yeah, yeah, guns and soldiers. I thought that was a nice little mellow tip of the hat to yep. the armed forces. Yep. So good work uh, to the Warriors on that count. Um, but yeah, obviously things are things are looking pretty ordinary at the moment, and as they are uh, Brisbane. But I have to say, Brisbane fans, get your shit together. Jesus you guys Christ. do not know what pain is. You've lost five games in a row, and the people burning their burning their kit, absolutely having meltdowns. People just cannot believe this is happening. I mean, oh, this is nothing. Oh, this is nothing. There's death threats. Calm <laughs> down, dudes. What are you up to? And then, yeah, then all the the media is pumping up, and then someone will get lose lose the plot of saying a little bit, and then the media, oh, this shouldn't have happened. It's, it's all media driven. It's just nuts. They're pumping up these fans to lose you. Yeah. That is feeding them. Going, oh, he said this. He said this. What are you going to do with it? What, what do you think of that? It's, yeah. It's crazy. And I know they're, they're playing unbelievably bad. But it's, you know, they're only a couple of games away from, you know, playing okay again. Um, the getting stuck into their roster. Uh, so I can't believe it. <laughs> disgusting, Ben Iken said. And I've got the utmost respect for Ben Iken's opinion but uh, on, on anything rugby league. But, you know, if I look at that roster, the only area that they're not vastly superior to the Warriors in is um, fullback because we've got <laughs> Roger. But every single other position, I would take the Broncos the Broncos players in that position in an absolute heartbeat. Even yeah, the, even the halves who are getting over there. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty wild. It's pretty entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. At least it's taking the heat off us. Yeah, yeah. Just shows you how loyal and strong Warrior supporters are. Eh? Mm. Like, hold my beer, boys. Yeah. Jesus. It, it, we're at, <laughs> having, yeah. having some tough times? Hold my beer. We'll show you what tough times are. So the um, schedule has aligned beautifully for 
the Warriors <laughs> arguably, arguably at their lowest point in their history and the Broncos almost uh, certainly at the lowest point in their history come together for a loser leaves town death match um, in Gosford this Saturday. Um, man, the loser of this game. It's going to be oh. some pretty sad times. Although I think yeah. the Warriors, Warriors and the Warriors fans will be able to handle it if the Broncos lose this game. Oh, they'll be out in the streets <laughs> flipping cars, man. <laughs> they'll be nuts. They'll be towing mannequins of Seabold around their, behind their cars. Fortitude um, Valley will be burning for days if, <laughs> if the Broncos lose this one. And, and yeah, I don't know. Who, who do you think are the favourites in this game? Uh, oh, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know. They were that's awful a, last tough, week. They got they, hammered by the Titans. Fucking horrendous. Absolutely terrible. How would you? How could you pick who's who's the favourites? Yeah, who's the worst? It's not who's the favourites. Who's yeah, the worst? who's going to be worse um, than the other team? I don't know. I can Bronco. What would you for entertainment value? I, it would be you. Jeez, I'd, I'd love to see the Warriors really give them a hide this week. Imagine if we put 40 on them. Uh, they, but they, they were just, they were so bad against the Titans, they looked like they weren't trying, um, couldn't be bothered being there. I was actually devastated because I was watching the game and uh, there was a, I think there was a minute to go in the first half and Broncos had a scrum. I was like, ah, nothing's happening here. Flicked over when uh, when did something. And then came back after half time, and there's another six points on the Broncos, on the Titans um, score sheet. So like, what the hell happened? And it was Anthony Don scoring an intercept try. Our man. I can't Don. believe I missed it live. But uh, the Don, the, the night, the mortal. I'll, yeah, I'll never, um, I'll never underestimate him again. The Don, don't you can't sleep nah. on him. You got to watch him you for can't. eighty minutes. Yes. <laughs> We need that player cam. Wish they had the player cam option here, just to watch the Don hoiking up his shorts for eighty minutes. <laughs> He'd be my new favourite team. Would just be watching Anthony Don for eighty minutes every week. <laughs> yeah, he go. He goes good. What he, is he going to be the ninth? Is it the ninth immortal? Uh, no, there's like thirteen or something now because they um, inducted a bunch of pre World War Two ones and and Big Mal and Norm Proven. So yeah. He's up there I was Mel in the morning. Jesus, yeah. where was I? Yeah, must have been on a bender. Um, yeah. Must have been a ripper. Mm. So I'm not sure yeah. when the next one will be in, but Anthony Don obviously in the mix. Uh, got to be. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted, because um, there wasn't a lot to be cheerful about uh, for us last weekend, but I was pretty smug at picking um, the Titans and the Sharks to win as major outsiders. Yeah, well done. And well they won done. easily too. I think we both packed the Titans, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Um, sharks. Who did the Sharks beat? Uh, they gave Manly a hiding. With, ah, that's right. They with Sean Johnson absolutely on fire, leading the NRL in trisis. I'm not going to let this opportunity fall by the mm. wayside because Get on it. Um, still beef with people in the TWR comments about Sean Johnson and whether they made the right decision or not, I still think it was the root of all the problems which have led led uh, the club to where it is now. Yeah. Um, and I know he's, he's probably been disappointing at Cronulla, but he's still leading the comp and try assists. Uh, Sharks, all of a sudden, that you can tell that they are at an actual threat if they get it together because Matt Moylan was great the other night. Their forwards uh, dug in and, you know, they're, they're like a... a Warriors used to be. They can. Uh, they are. They got the enough You're talent right. to, to blow a team, any team, off the park, and probably go on a bit of a run. So, yeah, just Sean Johnson, obviously, a big part of that. Been inconsistent again this year, but the games he has played well, and he's he's in top five in the Daily Medal. So, Is he? yeah. So, um, you know, stick that in your pipe and puff away. <laughs> get him, get yeah. him, Will, yeah. get him. So yeah. Um. What else this, we got to cover tonight? Yeah, or just this, if there's anything in this uh, Broncos game, we already talked about the the changes, really. Uh, I, I like Peter Hacker at fullback. I think it's his best yeah. position, so obviously we'll lose a fair bit with Roger out, but got a pretty decent replacement there. Yeah, I think so as well. But, yeah, as far as, I don't know, trying to preview the way they play, I, you know, what's the point? 
Yeah, really. exactly. Exactly. So I, just, I just hope we win just to see, um, see, again, Brisbane just turn into an absolute... It'll be, yeah. it'll be martial law by Wednesday if they lose. Yeah. Um, the state will be in back up. They'll close the borders back up, I guess. The only place in the world locked down, but not because of COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please return to your homes. Yeah. <laughs> Please return to your homes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I can't wait till we beat them this week. Yeah, so, I can't wait. So there's a lot to get excited about, even though, well, it's also a big, um, big match in terms of the wooden spoon battle. The Warriors of yeah. I think the Warriors of fourteenth, Brisbane of fifteenth, with only the Bulldogs below both of them. So that's what we're Is it uh, only playing the for. Bulldogs. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. Broncos in a, a nice piece of um, nice piece of symmetry again. The Broncos play the Bulldogs next week. So if they go down to the Warriors and the Bulldogs after being flogged by the Titans, look out. <laughs> that's, them. that's them gone one thing I'm gutted about after learning last week that like the Warriors no team has ever won the Premiership after being down like after another team putting 50 points on them in a game during a season yeah so any no. chance of us uh, winning the comp is just out the window now all, all but evaporated now hasn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah um, yeah well I think we were going to uh, preview the round but we're going to since you've uh, had this bug, Brad. I think we'll give you an early mark. It's not too much uh, exciting around the, the NRL this weekend. No, Pretty... all we've got to look forward to is five minutes after the Warriors Broncos game this week is just checking on some checking on some live webcams of Central Brisbane. <laughs> just slowly see chaos reign. And so God, just... I can't wait. I hope we, <laughs> I hope we beat Brisbane. <laughs> this is our grand I want final. that glamour club to implode. Now, we've got a, a, a few listeners, actually, in Brisbane, so I just want to send a bit of a shout-out to Rob Anderson. Mate, start boarding up your windows, and um, I hope you've got a, maybe a cellar that you can yeah, ferry the family into. Uh, yeah, get your get your um, survival kit sorted out. Get out of the state if you can, but, you know, if you can't. And for Christ's sake, don't wear your Warriors jersey <laughs> out this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they Yeah, they could... Um, yeah, for for causing it, the the Warriors could be under fire for yeah. Broncos uh, fans as well. No, nah, so. they they are loopy up that way at the moment. I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything to stir the pot. <laughs> yep. So uh, stay safe out there, people. Um, enjoy the weekend's footy. And Brad, I think that's it from us. Sweet, bro. Have a good week. Yeah, you too, mate. And uh, thanks for listening. See you all next week.